Welcome ladies to the Sasha Eburn podcast, your ultimate destination for embracing the flexible life and manifesting your wildest dreams. I am your host, Sasha Eburn, the no-nonsense badass VA coach. I'm all about empowering women to live a flexible and rewarding life with their very own virtual assistant business. If you're a woman with an unstoppable drive, a passion for growth, and a burning desire to build, grow, and scale your very own virtual assistant business, then you've come to the right place. Together, we'll unleash your potential, explore strategies, and share insights from remarkable women who have achieved greatness in the VA industry. Are you ready to go all in? Let's go. Welcome back to the Sasha Eburn Show. Today, we are going to talk through all of the emotions and limiting beliefs that come up with starting our business and scaling our business, how we can make a positive impact on our clients' business, and my lessons that I learned going at business alone in the beginning and why I wish that I'd worked with a coach. You might be eyeing off starting a VA business or you're dealing with that pesky mental hurdle that's going to slow you down. Doubt creeps in. Have you heard that nagging? Am I ready for this? The echoing in your mind? And guess what? I've been there. Starting something new, jumping into the big wide world of business can feel overwhelming. It can feel scary. It can feel exciting. All of these emotions can be coming up. What about the limiting beliefs? What if it doesn't work out? Even though you're feeling super hyped and excited about it, there's still that tiny voice, that fear that's playing in your head. Now, I'm here to tell you it's time to shut it down. And here's the truth. Every success story has moments of doubt. They didn't let the doubt call the shots. So neither should you. Do you think all the successful CEOs And the entrepreneurs out there had moments of fear playing in their mind when they took the leap to the next level and succeeded so far beyond expectations. Either they've done a lot of mindset work or it came up for them and they managed to shut it down. They managed to not let the fear stop them from moving forward. And they told themselves a different story. They rewrote those thoughts. They didn't let the fear hold them back. Now let's get cozy with the sneaky fear factor for a little bit. Is it that voice that's in your head that's saying, what if I fail? What if it doesn't work? I was there. However, I went all in. I went all in within my first week. It had to work. I didn't like my job. I didn't want to go back. I didn't want to go back into that job that I had to drive 40 minutes for. This was it for me. And whilst, yes, those fear factors came up for me, I didn't let them hinder where I was going. I just knew the action that I had to take to get them. It's time to take your turn and to listen to those niggling feelings of, I want something more. Listen to your intuition and listen to your drive and your inner voice that says that you need more. I totally get that your mind is buzzing. The road is riddled with uncertainty and you're not alone. There's so many people that have been there with the uncertainty of what happens. So that's why working with an expert can give you the secret sauce. It can guide you through the maze, give you clarity and purpose. Now you're tuning into this podcast, not just because you're casually interested. I am sure that you're here because you're dead serious about fueling your growth. Whether you're on the cusp of starting your VA business or you've already got your business hustling, you're standing at a crossroads of launching your business or taking it to the next level. 
if you are one of the business owners that's looking to take your business to the next level, you may be sitting around the 8 to 10K mark per month and you're looking to really take it to that 40, 50K month, I've got something for you. Something that is coming that is going to support the next stage in your business. How to level up, when to level up and what to do and the strategies behind that. Now, if we're talking about taking our business to the next level, let's talk about a couple of different strategies that is a secret source to success. We're going to circle back on our white labeling skills gaps conversation that we've had and really talk into the mindset behind that because that is what still holds people back from taking their business to their next level. So the plateauing, where do I go? Oh, I don't know if I want to white label. I don't know if I want to hire for skills gaps or I don't even know if I want a team. Now, the problem with not hiring people is we're only one person and there's only 24 hours in the day and we all have the same 24 hours in the day and I've spoken about the different pockets of times and making use of those. However, when we're talking about leveling up, when we're talking about scaling up, we do get limited on time because there's only so much of it. So let's talk about the strategies of white labeling skills gaps that can support us in the growth of our business without working more. We don't want to be adding more on to grow because it's not sustainable and it leads to burnout and any number of other things. So let's talk about the mindset for a minute. There's a lot of mindset around leveling up, scaling up, don't want to work with people, don't want to manage people. And also the whole fear factor comes into play again. What if it doesn't work out? What if it does? How amazing would it be if I get to go on holidays and do what I want and the business can still work without me? There's so many positives and negatives swirling around in our brain and we don't know what to listen to. So here are some steps to get you going, started on this room for success. And if you're ready to go far and beyond that, send me a message and we can chat about mapping out a strategy to take your business to the next level. So rather than worrying about if it were will work out, again, we need to work on how can we push through those thoughts. Do the work. Do the work and try and test it. Let's talk about hiring for skills gaps first. So we're going to hire subcontractors within our business to level up, to get support on the work that we're going to do. And depending upon whether they're going to be client facing or supporting you, we need to hire slowly. And the reason why we hire slowly is because it's one of the biggest decisions we're going to make for our business. Plus our business's reputation is on the line. And when we hire slowly, we also need to fire fast. And I'm not talking about hire and fire in terms of employees. I'm talking about subcontractors that are on a contract. So ensuring that you're adhering to the terms and conditions of your agreement and being legal in terms of your contract as well. It's more of a strategy as in take the time to get to know the people, get to make sure that you have the right people to do the work and then try and test them out. Don't just let them loose on the client it will only damage you, your brand, and the work that you're going to put out. Give them some of your own tasks. Give them business-related tasks so then if they do it wrong, the only impact is for you. Work with them for a certain period of time before you're happy with the interactions. Ensure that they're a people person. Ensure that they can talk in the business voice. They can work in the business way and that they are integrated within a team successfully. So don't be afraid to spend money to try them out. I do not believe in anybody working for free. And that goes in the same when you're bringing people into your business. 
bring them in on a trial period, bring them in and make sure it's all transparent, bring them in and give them work to do that they would be doing for clients and be okay with done is better than perfect because if it's done, it could still tick the box in terms of we are a perfectionist. No one's going to do it as well as we are and you need to be okay with that. I'm not talking about doing it wrong or not doing it up to a standard for your business and for your clients, but also acknowledge that you're not going to get somebody doing something the same as you 100% because they're not you. You are your superpower already. So go in with that mentality. Done is better than perfect to the standard that needs to be done for the business purpose. Now, if there are any red flags, address them. Talk straight, have conversations, super important. And then if things go wrong, draw a line, finished, move on. It might come across as really blunt. However, it's your business, it's your livelihood. Be tenacious with protecting your business, protecting your clients. Because at the end of the day, that is your business. It's your baby. It's what brings in money into your family. It is your life support. So be okay to fight and let go fast if it doesn't work. And always try and test out these people and pay them the hourly rate and value their time. Whether they do it right or not, you've tried it, you've tested it. They should still get paid for the work that they've done. So outside of hiring for your skills gaps, when we're talking about hiring within our team as a subcontractor, we also have talked about and floated the idea about white labeling. And white labeling is where we would bring a service provider into our business and we would effectively white label their business. And what that means is they are running a successful business and a service and you want to offer that service and those offerings to your clients. However, they're a business owner. They're not really in the mindset of going and being a subcontractor or a team. So white labeling is a really good option. And generally when we talk about white labeling, We are paying them the price if that client was to go to them directly. We are paying them the price as if the client is paying them directly. So we are effectively the client. However, then they're going to work within our client's business. However, when we're hiring into a subcontractor role, then generally it's a little bit less because they're a subcontractor. We acquire the client. So there's a cost of one, acquiring the clients, two, running the business, the tech, the support that you give them, the training that you give them, all of that. So the rate is generally a little bit lower than if that subcontractor was to go to get their own client. So really it's it's about working out the benefits of a white label compared to a subcontractor for your business. And it's really, like I said, the secret to leveling up and taking your business to the next level if it's done correctly, if you do it with strategy. And the benefits of white labeling is you're going to bring in a really successful business owner that knows exactly what they're doing. They're an expert in their field and you can get social proof to ensure that they're the right person. And again, try and test them out if you need to. Make sure they are right for your business. Make sure they are right for your clients and always be checking in with your clients. This one's super important because if there's any problems within your business with team working with your clients, you should really know about them before they happen. We'll be sure that the client knows that they can come to you at any point in time regarding the service that you're providing. Keep the relationship with your client. 
We're interrupting this podcast episode to tell you about the VA Way Academy. If you want to build, grow and scale your VA biz to 30k plus months, then this is the place for you. We receive incredible feedback at the VA Way Academy. One standout story I would love to share with you is Lissa. Lissa took the leap of faith and launched her own business. And in just six weeks, she had achieved her goal of going full time. Lissa's determination and hard work paid off, allowing her to leave Australia and live out her dreams as a digital nomad. If you're ready to embark on your own path to success and build a thriving VA business, head over to the show notes for the link to apply. And now let's get back to the podcast. Even though a team member is working with our client, it's still important to do regular check-ins. It's not a set and forget. It is not a labor hire service that we run. It is a fully operational business where team work directly with the client, like in many businesses. So treat it that way. It's not a set and forget model. That brings us to the next point of impact. Now, a lot of people might jump into this space thinking that they're just going to work with a client and tick the boxes. I'm just going to sit here and do the work that they give me. That's great if that's what you want to do. However, I personally wanted more. I wanted more than just being an order taker. I didn't want to just sit there, take off the list and be done for the day. I love the impact piece for our clients within our virtual assistant business. It's about supporting them reach their goals and take their business to the next level. So we go above and beyond. We work with our clients on strategy. We work with our clients on business plans. We work with our clients to move the needle forward. So it's not just I'm going to be here and do admin. If that's you, like I said, that is totally fine. There is plenty of businesses that just want admin support. We love the impact piece. If we can take a business from six figures to seven figures, how amazing is it that we get to wake up and do that? How amazing is it that this is what we get to do with our work and our business and we get to make the impact? Impact is so important to have so much more satisfaction in your work, in your business, and know that you're making a difference. And I would love to know if you are working in your VA business and you are making an impact with your clients, love for you to drop into my DMs and share your impact. What successes have you made? What is the impact that you make on your client's life every single day? I'd love for you to share them with me. That brings me to the last and final topic for today is I want to share with you my lessons of doing it alone. So when we're talking about doing it alone, we're talking about two things, right? So we're talking about doing it alone as in only you working in your business. And we're also talking about getting the support of a coach or a support system or whatever that might look like for you. So in the beginning, I did it on my own. And I want to share with you some of the things that I learned. The first thing is that business doesn't have to be lonely. There is an entire virtual network and community out there that are ready to welcome you with open arms. I did connect with people, which was great. I did ask questions, which was great, but I still didn't have anybody within my business. And that's probably the reason why I built a team in the beginning, other than the impact piece. So I really wanted to have a team that I could connect with, that I could grow with every single day. So it doesn't have to be a lonely journey. And And the things that I learned were very much what we talked about there. Hire slow and fire fast. And I can tell you, I certainly hired fast in the beginning. And those people are no longer with us. 
And it's proven the more that you invest in your team, the more that they say, coach them, train them, spend some time with them, get to know them. And that is one of the mistakes that I made in the beginning was it was the shiny new toy syndrome. I was like, that person looks great. They could help me. They could service our clients. And sometimes I actually damaged the relationship that we had with the client. So I had to go into damage control. So that was definitely a big lesson that I learned. And once I'd got that strategy down pat, then things started to fall into a line. That brings me to my next point of for everything that we do in business is actually a strategy. So rather than coming into this business and throwing stuff at the wall and hoping clients will come, actually work out what the strategy is. And that's what I get to coach and that's what I get to support women in. There's actually a strategy to everything. So you probably have heard the algorithm on Instagram. There's a strategy about knowing how to play that game, how to be visible. They said that only 2% of our existing audience sees what we post on Instagram. So wouldn't it be great to work out what that strategy is so that you can tailor your content to suit those clients? Responding to leads, there's a strategy for that. Responding to emails, there's a strategy for that. Talking to clients on a discovery call to ensure that they're a great fit for your business, there's a strategy behind it. And a couple of years into the business, I was at that sticking point of what next? And that's when I sought the expertise of a coach and learned that there is a strategy for everything. And so many times I see new VA businesses come into the space and they say, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, but it's not happening. And it's because they haven't done the research into the strategy. And if you're doing the same thing day in and day out and nothing's happening, you need to go back and look at your process. You need to look at your strategy because there is something that is not working and there is something that needs to be tweaked for you to shift forward. The other thing that I learned in the beginning was I was very corporate. I was corporatized, as you would say. And I had to unlearn a lot of the lessons that I had in the corporate world, which is really quite interesting. Some of the unlearnings that I had from my corporate world are we don't need to send endless emails anymore. We communicate with our clients in a very different way than we did in the corporate space. And I know that's different for everyone's VA businesses depending upon the clients that they work with. However, the clients that we work with, every single one of them, except for one, work from home. It's their own business. So we work directly with entrepreneurs and most of them, I don't even have their phone number because we haven't needed it. We talk on voice notes. We talk on Zoom. It's still very much a collaboration interaction. So it was, it was an interesting unlearning that I don't need to put everything into an email to get a response that I could just send them a voice note and get the answer in the moment, which actually allows our business to move really fast and really quickly and get results for our clients because we're not sitting there emailing back and forth all day, every day. The other lesson that I learned was about just focusing on one thing that you do really well. What is that one thing that you do really well? And be putting all of your energy and all of your resources into that one thing. What do you want to be known for? And this is where we talk about, do we really want to split all of our marketing across every different area? Do we want to offer this, this, and this, and this, and this? And when I talk about this, I'm talking about services. Do we want to go out there and say that we offer 10 services? Because we'll actually confuse that audience. So let me just put that in context for you. So whilst we say that we hire for our skills gaps to elevate our offering, we really talk to the existing clients and then pitching to new businesses when we're at a certain level. One of the things that I found in the beginning, it was very much a trial and error. And mistakes were made. There were scopes that I committed to that I really couldn't do. 
There were clients that I said yes to that weren't aligned with my values. All of these trial and error tactics that I tried in the beginning has really assisted me shape the form of our academy program because I can share all of these things that worked that didn't work. And with trialing and erring, you're literally just throwing things at the wall and hoping that they'll stick and really not understanding what goes behind it. So there were so many of this trial and error when it comes to business. However, when I wanted to level up my business and I really wanted to take it to the next level, I kind of got to this pivot point and you might be thinking I might be there. And that pivot point was... I feel like I've done what I need to do and I don't know how to move the needle forward any further. That's when I invested in a coach and investing in a coach really showed me the strategies that I needed to implement in every different part of my business to take it to the next level. And that is why I see in the VAA Academy, women time and time again, I've got a new client. I did a post. I have a discovery call. All of the trial and error in my business All of the strategy that I have learned over the last couple of years, what I have invested in a coach, has taken my business to where it is today. All of the different strategies are super important to success. Which part of your business needs additional strategy to shift the needle forward? Because you may get to a space in your business that just throwing things at the wall won't serve you anymore. The other one is what we call the island of limitation. So whilst we're going at business alone, there's so many limitations because we don't know what we don't know and we're doing the best that we can with the resources that we have. So how do we know how we can grow our business, where we can grow our business, what different business models there are when we don't know? So there's very much a limitation when you're starting on your own, especially if you haven't been an entrepreneur before. So there was a lot of things that I've even learned this year that I wish I'd known when I started. There's so many different ways that you can work with a client, work with team that have opened up my eyes. So even when you're working with a team, it doesn't necessarily have to be an hourly rate arrangement. If it's a project-based item, could you not have a project-based pricing? So really being flexible with the way that you do business and opening up the world of limitations can really set your business up for success. Knowing how to break free from those limitations and also finding out further information is a really great thing to know in the beginning of your business. Also, let's talk about the hustle. Now, the hustle concept is really all about doing the work. However, in the beginning, do we really know how to work smarter and not harder? In the beginning, I used to just work all the time to get things done because I didn't know that there was other ways. I didn't know about the expensiveness of tech. I didn't know that you could connect that tech with that tech and it could just all happen for you. In the world that we live in with tech, with AI, with any number of software, it can really make this game of business easy and really allow us to work smarter and not harder by saving time with implementing tech. There's so much power in tech now to really streamline what we do in our business. So the fact that when a new client signs up to work with us, I've already got a contact created in four different systems, in my email marketing in my zero file, in my Stripe file, if they pay by that way. Yes, it's a couple of different systems. They all serve their purpose, and I have strategically worked out what that is for my business and still learning about many different tech systems that can support my business and my growth. The fact that I can connect them all up, I didn't know that in the beginning. So I've really learned different ways to work smarter and not harder. And it's an ever-evolving revolution. We don't stop learning either. 
However, we can level up and we can go to that next level and cut through the forest, so to speak, to really find out how to do it for ourselves and do it right from the beginning. The amount of time that it's taken my business to grow since working with a coach is exponential. And if I had started working with a coach in the beginning, the business would be so much further along than where it is now. So you could sit there and try and navigate your way through the trees or work with an expert who can help you navigate your way through that mountain of a hustle. So there you have it. There's a bit of a snapshot there of my journey and why I joined forces with a coach to really level up myself and my business and what I've learned over the time and all of those corporate skills that I've had to unlearn. The curtain's falling on yet another episode of the Sasha Eben show. We have journeyed through the valleys of doubts. We've scaled to the mountains of mindset and we've uncovered treasures of growth. So I certainly hope that you take these insights, these stories and let them fuel your fire to your success. If this podcast has resonated with you, I'd love to hear from you. Please drop into my DMs or take a screenshot and share this on Instagram so we can get this podcast into more hearts and more heads. Thank you so much for listening today. I would love for you to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast so we can get this podcast into more heads and hearts. If you've got questions, hit me up at Instagram at Sasha Eburn underscore underscore. And remember, if nothing changes, nothing changes.